0: Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today I'm here with Shruti Hassan. Hi! <laughs> so you were born in Chennai and all your family is there as well? like all your.
1: No, actually, yes, are. I was born in Chennai. And all of my family is all over the place. My oh. mom, my sister and I live in Bombay. Yeah. My dad lives in Chennai. But really, I don't live in any one place because I have a place in London now. Bombay is home. Yeah, I've been living there forever. Sorry, we're in someone's way. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah so i'm just like all over india mm-hmm. basically what and ki- london and l.a now <laughs> Yeah, i love that what packing kind of- in the miles <laughs>
0: <laughs> what kind of music did your parents play in the house when you were growing up oh my god that's such a cool question um all kinds of stuff so
1: there was indian there wasn't much film music except for like old indian classic film music which was amazing because that like influenced me a lot. There was a lot of Bob Marley because my mum's obsessed oh. with him. Bob Marley, Bob Dylan, the two Bobs of my childhood. My dad loves The Beatles and The Who. Yeah. So that was really good. And a lot of Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. A lot. I know it like by heart. <laughs> I do.
0: Yeah. Wait, is that common to listen to like The Who, Beatles? No, in I India don't think then? so. Like, it was, how I did think, they even find the music themselves? Well, they were from like the 60s and the 70s you know so oh. they were like
1: really cool and they were well traveled because mm. they were traveling with music i mean sorry with their movies so they were influenced to good literature good music and also they're both really
0: curious people which is where i think i get that from as well mm-hmm. yeah and i guess that's what inspired you to make a rock band at 16. yeah <laughs> all yeah. The rock music how Did you, how young were you when you started writing music for that, like more of the rock focus? Well,
1: I originally started, I've been writing, I think forever, but never officially. And my parents would encourage me to write every day as much as I could, especially my dad. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I think when I was 16, I joined my first band in India. I wasn't even the lead vocalist. I was like the backup lady and it was called Anarchy <laughs> and we used to cover System of a Down. Oh my god. Yeah. Talika covers some really bad originals and then I went to MI at LA to study and it was interesting because I had my Indian classical. Background and training, and then I got to like write and learn from people that were more like me. So, when I went back to India when I was about 21, 22, I started my first official band with
0: me as the front woman called the (laughs) Extramentals, and that was
1: amazing because
0: the bass player is still my best friend, so that was fun. Yeah, Yeah. when you started your band, like the Anarchy, were your parents supportive of you, like doing so much? But yeah, you were performing, right? Was it in all these, like, bar venues or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was, like, at these pubs and also just, like, weird places, and they were okay with it. I think they've always kind of... I think it's very important as parents to let your kids know that you know they land on their feet instead of being, like, super paranoid about them, mm. I think. And that's what they did, which helped. I had my wild days, but they're over now. <laughs> <laughs> did
0: they also go to all the venues to like see you perform. Well, not
1: all of them. I think my dad he's pretty well known so he can't like come to yeah. all the venues because people wouldn't see me sing then. <laughs> but um yeah, I think he came for my first big show in India at the Hard Rock Cafe, which was great. Oh wow. And um my mum's been like super supportive yeah. as well. But mostly it's not like they go to every show but they're always there, especially my mum. She's like a super everyday fan
0: of my music, oh, which I love. Oh, yeah. 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 How did you put your music out there initially? Like, how did people find your band music? Mospis. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Then you I'm, must have had fans like outside of India who listened to you. Well, yeah, because, you know, I mean, the fans that
1: I have today are really thanks to movies and after I kind of came out into the scene. But the kind of people that I spoke to and conversed with when I was in. LA and putting out my music were just like regular kids on MySpace because really only kids were on MySpace then. It wasn't like super cool. Mm -hmm. Like where all everybody had to be on it. Yeah. And I really miss MySpace. I just wanna (laughs) say (laughs) that. I really do. I miss MySpace a lot. Um, (laughs) yeah, so I've always been like a big propagator of social media because I think, you know, since the MySpace days I just kind of understand how easy it is to connect with Mm. people. So yeah. It was,
0: it was great. Yeah. And then your... Was it your dad who bought you a guitar when you were... No, 18? a keyboard. Oh, a keyboard. Yeah. And did he take I lessons? I do not play I... the guitar. Oh. I suck at playing the guitar. Yeah. Did yeah. Did you take, like, lessons and everything, like...
1: Yeah, I took lessons for the first time in my life when I came to MI, actually. Um, before that, I've always just kind of fooled around the keyboard. What he got me wasn't just the keyboard. He got me the whole setup, like, with... Pro Tools, and a mixer, and everything. Whoa, you're like a
0: producer mode then. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: it was great. And I wanted to get heavily into programming and all of that because I had studied audio engineering as well. But I just didn't. Ultimately, I've kind of rooted myself back into just writing on the piano Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: leaving it to the experts. But now I'm trying to find that balance, and I think most musicians will kind of understand that it has to be a little bit of giving up can we? Yeah. yeah it's we don't want to die. We're crossing the road. Um, it's a little bit of giving up control, but also being very, very honest to your own voice. So mm-hmm. It's always a battle. So I'm going to get back into
0: the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What? When did you go to study audio engineering? Was it with that school or separately? No, separately in India when I was about 18. Yeah.
1: I don't remember years. I just remember them in my years. Yeah. But yeah, when I was about 18. Yeah, I finished mm-hmm. eighteen, nineteen, And then... I realized I wasn't, like, I wasn't the mega geek I thought I was. And I was like,
0: I really want to express myself and write. And I applied mm. to my mine, I got in, and then I was here in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. How did you think initially that you wanted to do audio engineering? Like, did you have any family around you outside of acting who were just doing music, musicians? No. So just all, like, within yourself that yeah. you had this love for, passion yeah, I, for music? Yeah, I wanted to do audio engineering because I wanted to understand
1: everything, like, the whole history of how it's put together from, like, Tape splicing to like you know, the Mackie mixer to like
0: yeah the, so cool. the
1: basics of it you know down to, not just depend on Logic and Pro Tools and all of that to understand like how it was done analog because I'm a huge fan of the analog sound mm-hmm. so um, yeah it was amazing it was just something that I wanted to know I just wanted to know everything that goes on behind
0: yeah. yeah. And then, why did you decide to study music, like compared to acting? Did you just yeah? I know. I don't know why I didn't study acting. Now that I'm acting, all the time, <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm like maybe I you you should have it. trained. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I did need it. I really did need it. But my training kind of became in front of a million people, saying zero on ten, you can do better. So that was oh. like training on the ground. Yeah. But I trained in Indian classical music for five, five and a half years. And I, I know that with music, especially with your voice, it's really important to do it every day and to to have some incredible teachers because, I don't know, I mean, it's just, it's something that's not, it, it's subjective and it's also something that you have and don't have control over. So I feel that if you can master it just a little bit, then the the effects of it are amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to learn and develop on what I'd already learned in in classical. So yeah, and you're right, I don't know why I didn't train an actor because <laughs> I got back.
0: My plan was to do one movie, like yeah, literally. Well, so what, so you, did you plan to be like kind of like a pop star after or what was the plan for studying music? Well, I, I've been by,
1: writing English music. I, don't, I still I can sing and speak Indian languages, but I can't write or express myself oh, way interesting. Exactly at all. No, I can like write you an essay about the weather or something. Do you know, do you know why you think that is? Uh, because I've grown up predominantly in, in English school, listening mm. to English music, having to express all of my own thoughts only in English. So, yeah, I guess it's just natural to for people like me to feel that way. But having said that, I'm very connected to Tamar and Hindi because that's what I grew up speaking. And now Telugu, which is another Indian language. So I feel connected to all the languages, but I can't just express myself on my own with them. Mm-hmm. So all of my songs are in English. So when I went back, I'd studied, like, music business along with what I was doing, and I was so excited. But there wasn't a, there wasn't a market, really, if you ever wanted to pay rent <laughs> singing in English. And Oh, yeah. I mean, not up until recently did we even, you know, figure out publishing and copyright and stuff, so... Can we just... Yeah. We I just want to so say this. she's really like a total jaywalker. <laughs> she really is. I mean, I, I know we, we have can us, cross, in, but she has like no consideration for cars. And you know, pull. everyone in the car is like, oh, look at these social media babies <laughs> walking around. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. True though. I'm like, ah. we're, we're that generation. So yeah. We have no concern
0: for traffic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, wait, so what were you saying your plan was after you graduated?
1: Just to go back and make music, and I did, but there was just never enough money. Like, even now I feel that's a, a really big difference with what musicians get paid or an actor gets paid just to open a store or launch something on Instagram. And that's that, that's like a personal battle that I really want to help improve in any way that I can. Um, I got offered my first movie completely, like by mistake, randomly. Mm. Friend of mine said, there's this movie. Do you want to do it and I said yeah sure how much are they going to pay me because we need to buy a drum kit we need some equipment we need all of this stuff and then you know we'll see I did it I was horrible in it like so bad Mm -hmm. and I but I loved the experience and I loved myself on screen even though I was terrible (laughs) so I decided to push on and do it some more till I got really good at it because I'm a bit
0: competitive with myself. Mm. So yeah, that's how I ended up working for 10 years as an yeah, actor. Wow. Yeah, wow. When you said before that you are putting out music, so did you have a team, like a producer who made music with you or how, how well, much of a solo project that you were doing? Well, when I was in LA, I worked with a producer, but I didn't really put that music
1: out. Oh. It was just really more to even show people because there was a lot of preconceived notions that She's so-and-so's daughter. She's probably spoiled. She's probably never had a hard day's work in her life. I was like, listen, I can do it. That's basically what it was. It was like a visiting card for people to take me seriously. Mm. After that, I wrote... uh, I still write most of my music, all of it, actually. And that time I wrote with the band, and it was basically me and my best friend, who was the bass player, who we wrote a lot of stuff together. So I always like to have that relationship with... where. You know, I feel that the musician or the producer I'm writing with is connected to some sort of thread inside me so that there isn't like a disconnect in in the music. So none of that saw the light of day, or? Well, kind of did, but a lot of the stuff we did with the band was everywhere. But I never really put it out because I didn't see the point of making like $10 off of it. You know, like Mm. the monetizing stream was so weird back then now i 'm putting stuff out,
0: yeah, yeah, which
1: is good <laughs> mm-hmm. it 's about time,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do you think that is in India that you couldn 't be like a pop pop singer?
1: Well, I, in English
0: oh yeah, oh.
1: that 's the difference. There's incredible commercially successful singers who sing in Hindi or Tamil who I respect very much, and playback for movies is the biggest business. Yeah, you won
0: so many awards and how did you get into playback?
1: Well, I've been singing playback since I was six years old because, you know, my parents are in the movie business. My dad made me sing a lot as a kid and I had my first big break when I was six, which was amazing. And after that, I kept singing throughout through the years, really. And I continue to sing playback for myself and for other actors because you know, you lip sync in Indian movies. So yeah. So I sing for myself, I sing for other actors sometimes, which has which has really been exciting. Mm. Because it forces me to have a voice that I wouldn't think of for myself. Oh, because, that's so
0: interesting. Yeah,
1: because I have to sing as the character then. So it's 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 great. But mm. I wouldn't do just that. I wouldn't be happy doing just that. It's yeah. okay to do once in a while for me personally. Mm. Yeah. How did you meet is it Dave Kushner or? Well, I didn't meet him. We had like a long-distance association, which is how most of the music is made now, uh, which I'm not a fan of. But it was just for a movie, and it was a track he had written, and then I wrote the vocals and the lyrics over it. So it was like a very long-distance thing. Oh! Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Did you do also a lot of that for, like... You also composed some stuff, right? Yes, I did. I composed for a movie for two languages,
1: and that was my first um, film as a composer. I hope to compose again in the future because something I've really, really enjoyed because mm-hmm. for me, that's like the perfect meeting of my two worlds of cinema and music. Yeah, it's but true. But it, it's such a, you know, it's a very important job and it takes a lot of time and I don't have the kind of time to sit and score an entire film mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. or even do the songs for it, like
0: the OST or whatever. So when the time comes, I will. Uh, but not right now. Yeah. Yeah. What's but your, I loved it. What's your role in that? Like, h- how does it work for when you compose?
1: So basically, you're given the premise of the film. You know what the film's about. Mm-hmm. You talk to the director, and you you have a sense of what they want to be the musical narrative of the film. Is it a heavily musical film? How do they choose to use the music in, and weave it into the narrative? Is it like a third character sometimes in a film? The music is a third character, you know, or a fifth or sixth or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So you discuss that, you give them ideas, they shoot most of them down and then (laughs) uh, you kind of figure out which way you want to go with the director and then you start to score. So you get the scenes from them and based on the brief you've been given, you start to score the pieces. Mm So I, I had some pieces already written down, which I thought would work, and then we would kind of incorporate them into it. And then we also did a separate OST, which was just based off of the theme of the movie, which was about independent thought, anti-corruption, citizens taking, well, not the law, but their own rights into their own hands. So mm. it, it offered like a great canvas to have a lot of message based stuff. Mm. Yeah. And did you have a team working with you, or how? I did. I yeah. had amazing programmers working with me, and of course the musicians that we brought in to play, as well as the other singers on the track.
0: So it was really on the tracks. Yeah. So it yeah. was really good. Yeah. What would the dream be like for your music career? Just to keep making music. Yeah. I'm very basic when it comes to that. Do you I think, think you to, would put out like more English now that there's? Spotify I
1: think so. Yeah. yeah. I think I would do more English. I want to do more Indian uh, stuff as well. I'm doing a lot of stuff in India now, back into collaborating with some really talented people, which I'm excited about. Um, But it's just to keep making music. I think it's a blessing if you're a musician, and if you can keep doing it. That's a great life. Yeah. And if you make money, it's even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Do you think you're going to do less films or still focus on that? I have already started yeah. doing less films. Mm. At one point, I was doing like six films in a year. Yeah, Just I saw that on your <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. page. It was, it was
1: nuts. I
0: loved it, yeah. but it was, it was a phase,
1: you know. Um, I'm very passionate about my film career, but I've never been passionate about the race, you know, about mm. getting first prize or being a part of what is expected. So in a sense, I've always kind of been on the fringes, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of people who think, oh, that was a smart choice. And a lot of people who think that was really dumb, you know, but I've kind of marched to the beat of my own drum as far as films go. And I think when you reach a certain age, as a woman as well, you don't want to be playing certain roles anymore. Yeah, and I'm pretty clear about that. I'm like, listen, I wouldn't want to see me doing that, so I'm not going to put anyone through that, you mm. know? Cuz it's about how you project yourself with, with your own maturity and growth as a person.
0: Yeah, yeah, so true. And for the music that you want to make, like are there any artists right now that you're inspired by? Well, it would be a dream to collaborate with Trent Reznor cuz he's like my hero. Mm.
1: Like I, I absolutely adore him. Tori Amos is yeah. another favorite. I met her recently for five seconds in London and totally geeked out, which is great. (laughs) Not for her, I'm sure. But (laughs) um, Yeah, but I'm really a fan of these two people. They've influenced my work so very much. So, I mean, it would be a dream come true. And anybody else, really. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm very I mean, I love collaborating with people who are outside of my genre because like, I'm not heavily into listening to electronic music myself, for example, but mm-hmm. I love collaborating with people like that because it just, it forces me to come out of my comfort zone and it forces me out of my corner. So, I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Who else are you listening to right now? Right now? I'm really excited that
1: uh, System of a Downer back on tour, so I keep following <laughs> Serge Tankian on Instagram and I'm super excited. <laughs> I've always been a big Incubus fan as well, mm. so... Um, but who am I listening to right now? Actually, I've been re-listening to Nick Drake again. Oh. Yeah, I just I've just fallen in love with him all over again. Who else have I been listening to recently? Not much, really. Just listening to the mixes of my own songs the most, <laughs> and making corrections on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what what do you mean for mixes? So I've written my album. Yeah. And we're in the in the stage of mixing it. And then I keep adding layers and removing oh. layers and trying to make it not perfect because there's no such thing. But So I'm just listening and re listening to my stuff the yeah. most these days. When yeah. is it
0: coming out? Next year. Oh my God, yeah. I'm so
1: excited. Because we're already in November, so next year. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Do you have any, what was the inspiration behind that? Well, for me, this al- album was really about myself and
1: I- in the sense that I found that. I'm the kind of person who's, who's had the opportunity and the privilege to have to lead many different kinds of lives and to play many personalities and I realized that I was starting to develop my own inner monologue so one song really is about my inner demons and how it's important for all of us to acknowledge those demons. We can't just mm. exercise all of them because some of our demons make us who we are and the other one is about sobriety because that's a big thing in my life. And another one is about, you know, losing a part of yourself and learning to fall
0: in love with yourself again. So it's very, it's not a very girly, dear diary, but it's along those lines. Yeah. yeah. Is that surprising for the audience in India for you to open up so much about these challenges? Maybe. The topics? Yeah.
1: I think for the past year or two, I've made it like a conscious, personal choice, actually, to open up. Mm. and to share things that I felt maybe insecure or maybe I felt like I had to project something else. I think we all do at some phase. Yeah. And to rather just to be like, this is who I am, the struggles are real, and therefore the
0: success is more internal and it's much more celebratory than what you project outside. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. What gave you the confidence to be so vulnerable? I don't know in India, but at least in Hong Kong, like people really rarely talk about like what they're going through and everything, especially people in the limelight. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: some people do, and I really appreciate them for it. Some people kind of do, but it's not very genuine. Yeah. Again, it's like a PR thing, so you have to, if you're doing it, then you just have to go out there sort of emotionally naked. Mm. And hope someone will offer you a blanket yeah. when it's freezing. But that's the, the risk you run, you know. Yeah. But I haven't been afraid of my feelings. Mm. Never been afraid of them. I'm, I've enjoyed my intensity as a human being. And even if people were like, God, are so weird in school or whatever. I've just been very happy with my feelings because they drive me so very much as an artist. Mm. And... I just felt that it was imperative at this point. If I'm going to say, here's my music and it's really a piece of me, then I have to
0: be vulnerable and honest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do you say your music has changed since the early songs you made? They're less angsty and angry. They're a little
1: more contained. But in essence, they're the same. I mean, the amazing thing I found out was that I felt like I'd left music behind, but music is like the ever-faithful lover, it goes nowhere.
0: I love that. Yeah. yeah, and
1: when I came back into the room, it was it was right there waiting for me. And I felt like I found that girl that I lost again. Mm-hmm. So it was it was
0: spiritually very moving for me yeah. to get back to writing so honestly. I yeah. love that. With that, how would you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger? Oh, God, sometimes I think... I've really figured stuff out and then
1: sometimes I really haven't. Uh, I think growing up means knowing you haven't figured everything out. I think that's what growing up really means. Mm -hmm. Knowing that you haven't figured everything out and it's okay and that each day we'll have a new lesson and a new challenge. And I think that to me has been growing up is to not try and be on top of things and not try to project and not try to go by other people's narratives and expectations. Uh, but yet be nice about the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far?
1: Really the stuff inside of me because ultimately, and I think especially in this current scenario of how much is emphasis is put on appearance and how many followers you have and what you're wearing and all of that stuff and how much you're earning and... Really, these are projected by other people, sure, but there's a part of you inside that fuels it. And it fuels it for yourself again and again. So you get into this kind of loop that it, you don't know anymore. Are you yourself for yourself or for somebody else? And do these other people even really matter? So I think that's the, that's the tricky thing about the whole thing. And to, like, separate from
0: that is important. Mm. What does love mean to you? Oh, love is, like, the driving force of a lot of things for me.
1: And love not in, like the, the uh, greeting card sense. It's just like it's changed over the years what love means to me and I've realized very much that I'm a person who strongly derives nutrition from a diet of love. Yeah, mm. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the people in my life uh, the work I do loving myself most importantly I've had to fall in love with myself again which was the hardest thing to do mm-hmm. which was difficult to pull away all the layers that frankly I had put on and to strip down to who I am and then accept it and kind of join the two versions of me back so that's been love to me Mm -hmm. Uh, personally I've been very blessed to to have a great partner so having love in my personal life and then loving my job, loving my family,
0: loving to travel all of it is just come together really great so I
1: feel blessed.
0: How has your love for your parents developed over time?
1: I think, I really feel, as you get older, you become your parents' parents. And that's been an amazing Mm -hmm. journey for me. I am now concerned about them in a very adult, grown-up way. And not about things like, are they going to be okay? Like, I want to know what their journeys are as people. And what it means to them in their 60s or 50s. To see what they've seen, reached where they've reached. and to know them again as people Mm. and also I mean just especially with my dad now he's branched out into politics and a completely different sphere of life so it's I'm I'm always supportive of him and I'm also very concerned so it's it's been amazing actually um, to see you ask some really great questions oh thank you Um, (laughs) it's uh, really been amazing to kind of learn to love my parents with my own growth on one side, but also really looking at them as individuals, mm. yeah. How about the love for your partner? Well, it's it's been
0: amazing.
1: Um, we have predominantly a long-distance relationship mm-hmm. which really has its benefits i highly recommend I it. i did
0: long i mean i'm still oh i did long distance for three years so i'm still with that person so yeah, actually it's I not agree. bad it's, it's not bad people everyone I just mean, says it's bad if you're independent and you're committed it's, it's the it's independency like, you you can yeah. grow by yourself you can
1: go and that's important isn't it like even if you were with your partner 24 7 365 days a year you don't want to become like a cling potato. You want, to <laughs> potato. Like, you, know, you want to have your own life and be really supportive to each other. And that's what I have. So I feel extremely, extremely blessed that I am with an artist who has his own dreams. I have my own dreams. And we're on different highways and we meet at
0: the gas station. <laughs> oh my god, I love yeah. that. Yeah. That's so cool. Or at the motel. <laughs> That's really corny, but yeah. <laughs> Last question. What do you want to be remembered
1: for? Ultimately, I want my grandkids to say I was an amazing person.
0: Mm. And
1: to say, well, grandma had one good song. At least. <laughs> amazing album. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think ultimately I want people to be able to see the, the person that I am. Uh... Along with the artist that I've become over the years to come. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I love that. This was so much fun. Thank you. You have such amazing, deep answers to everything. Do I? I Was it too deep and intense? Someone
1: from like school is gonna be like, she's been like this since she was (laughs) 13. Annoying. (laughs) No. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) It was amazing, fun walking, jaywalking through LA. It was amazing. Great. Bye. Bye.